living my best life. Ain't going back and forth with you Negroes. I'm living my best life. Hey, welcome to episode 29 of African and American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shifts. Family, how are you? I hope that you're doing well. I'm doing great getting settled in here in Atlanta. Um, I'm loving the move thus far. Uh, I've been getting so much love here and showing so much love here already. You know, I'm out and about and I have people coming to me like, hey, Six, it's nice to meet you. You know, like, I, I love when people are not afraid to hold back showing love because I know I'm not. Like, if, if if I got love for you or what you're doing, I'm not, I don't care about all that pride and all that stuff. Like, I, I'm ready to let you know how I feel. So, I appreciate the brothers and sisters, you know, that, that let me know. Like, you know, we, 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 we fucking with you sick. So, I appreciate that. Um, I feel very welcomed. I mean, it gets a little lonely sometimes when you're away from you know, your friends and family, but it's also refreshing, like I said, having a new start, new beginnings, a new city. So I'm just kind of taking it as it comes to me, taking my time, getting to know the area, um, figuring out where I want to live permanently. Atlanta is so spread out between Atlanta and the surrounding areas, and I feel like my location is going to be a major factor and the well-being of myself and my family here because there is a lot of traffic and like I said before everything is really spread out so location is everything so you know I'm just getting my sea legs figuring things out um taking it slow I'm not rushing nothing I'm not stressing nothing I'm just like I said I'm letting things happen um been sending photos out because I've always looked at modeling as a hobby of no, of mine. Um, just because of my height and my body structure is something where it's like, I guess I can do it. So why not? So I figured this is a great place to get back into that because I always have a lot of fun in front of the camera. Uh, modeling, modeling to me is very stressful as a career. I think that it's so glorified and there are so many girls that want to model that it has become so watered down um I was modeling full-time when I was a lot younger and I just didn't like how they really make you out to just be a human like a human coat rack like no one really considers your feelings as a person no one cares about your problems it's like this is the work that we have you either going to show up and do it or you're not or someone else will. Um, there's a lot of creep photographers and, oh God, so many men that try to just finesse you and sleep with you that it just got so annoying to me. I was like, this is so lame. Um, you know, so I eventually kind of like strayed away from it. But it, like I said, I'm in the perfect place now to kind of uh, get back into it. So I'm just, you know, taking my little steps here and there to do that. Getting to know people, networking. I kind of have to like rebuild my client base for my makeup and hair business, you know, so there's a lot to do. <laughs> um, so I'm just tackling things one by one. And then with modeling, it's like, since everybody wants to model now, 
that means that people don't have to pay you nothing. I don't know why people think that models make a lot of money. They do not make a lot of money at all. Any model that ended up rich, she ended up rich because she used her platform as a model in order to um, fund and uh, use the exposure to start some kind of business. But no one has ever gotten and sustained richness and wealth modeling. I want to make that very clear because I think that sometimes social media um, glorifies modeling to be this lucrative, amazing career. And that's not at all what it is. I also feel like as women, we definitely have a lot more to offer than just, you know, telling someone uh, or having someone tell you whether you're good enough to represent their brand or their job. Like, I don't really want to see girls aspiring to model. Okay, because it's there's way more to it than that. There's a thousand pretty girls in the world. You being pretty, nobody cares. I'm just going to keep it real with you. No one cares that you're pretty. Like I said, especially these days, everyone's pretty. Everyone got all the face beats, lace fronts and surgery. So it's like you really have to do something to stand out and to be more than that. It should be about the money, building wealth and legacies for your family, not about being seen. So I have people all the time tell me, oh, you should be modeling. You should be modeling. And I'm like, no, I should be building a business and building a legacy for my family like I'm doing right now. You know, the modeling is a a hobby, a pastime, and that's it. Maybe something to make a few dollars in, but it's definitely not going to be something I'm basing my entire life and existence on. I will say that. Um, so anyway, yeah, so that's the update on me. Um, my birthday is coming up, uh, in like two weeks, a little bit less than two weeks. So I will be 29. I am thoroughly going to enjoy my last year in my 20s. It's kind of surreal that it's coming to an end. I really feel like, I don't know, I still feel like a kid at heart. <laughs> I still feel um, I still feel so youthful. So it's like, wow, I'm like a year from 30. Like, I literally still feel 16 inside. <laughs> so, um you know, I'm I'm just enjoying it, living my best life. You already know how that goes. So let's go ahead and just get into uh, this week's topic. I want to have a serious, serious, like dead serious conversation about the level up of the black woman. And we're going to discuss that now. By now, I think I've made it clear that I am all for the level up. I love the term level up because it shows that in life we really are in a constant state of growth. We're in a constant, well, we're supposed to be in a constant state of doing the best we can. Sometimes we do the best we can until we know we can do better. And then once we know we can do better, we should be applying that. Sometimes it's it's disheartening to sit back and see how many people know damn well they should be doing better or doing something in a, in a different fashion, but they don't. And it makes me sad. And I think that something that we all need to embrace is that anything that you want to achieve, anything you want to do, any way that you want your character to be set, you're in complete control of that. You're in complete control of what you accept and do not accept as your reality. That is all you. 
Now, I want to aim this at the sisters specifically um, because it just seems like whenever you're scrolling through social media or television or anything like that, I still see so many women complaining and playing victims about so many things, uh, primarily when it comes to men. And I just sit back and I'm like, I used to be like that. You know, I definitely used to be that woman that played the victim. I'm like, oh, these niggas are this and these men are that. But then once I realized, okay, I'm the common denominator here. And I had to kind of criticize myself, yes, in order to grow. I kind of had to say, listen, the way that you're doing things, the way that you're going about things, that's not the way that uh, it's, it's going to be progressive and productive. And I kind of had to like tear down what I was used to and rebuild it. Now, the first step in the level up, ladies, is going to be to have confidence in yourself. You have to be the best version of yourself. You as a woman, you should be an asset in any environment that you enter. You as a woman, everywhere you go, you should make it better. You should bring light and love to wherever you're at. You as a woman should be able to enter the darkest of spaces and make it light again. Now, once you are able to do that, once you understand that, that you're an asset, you will um, conduct yourself differently. Okay? Bentley don't beg nobody to drive it. And like I said, it's disheartening to see how many women are begging begging men, begging for men, begging for their respect when it's like, honey, you are the respect. You are the respect. The respect is you, sister. So I know y'all hear me say all the time that as black women, leveling, leveling up requires doing so without permission because no one will give us permission as we talked about before how black women are the mothers of the earth and when you are the mother, um, nobody usually sits back and says, well, let's, 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 let's have mom get a break or let's see what's best for mom. Mom is usually the one serving the family and you as a mother, you as a woman, you have to take uh, your respect. You have to take your level up. So it's something you have to do without permission from anyone. You have to be willing to go against whoever is against your level up because there will be people that are against it. So if we want to talk about the leveling up money wise, we as black women, we're killing the game when it comes to education, entrepreneurship and corporate America. I, I think we have that on lock. Black women, we've been working hard for forever. So we are no strangers to hard work. I don't think that that's something that should be our number one focus right now. I think we've got that down pat and we don't really have to prove that to anybody. So we need to start fixing other aspects of our lives. And y'all know me, I am in love and obsessed with the black family. So I'm always going to have that come up first <laughs> um, as being a part of the link, the, the missing link that we need to be embracing as women that we need to be fixing and kind of bridging that gap. Um, so I really, I really hate to see the constant complaining about the opposite sex on both sides. I particularly don't like it, uh, when we as black women do it because, um, it's like, I, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. It would be like it's it's like the 
the cage bird where you leave the bird in the cage long enough and and it forgets that it can fly it's like that because we see black women lowering themselves to accept things that are so beneath us and we shouldn't even have to do that um it's sad seeing people accept less when they could um do so much better and do so much more and i know that sounds cliche but it's the truth um so now when it comes to love and romance, because what we're seeing is that black women are excelling uh, financially, excelling in business, but we are not progressing when it comes to love and when it comes to marriage. Um, I'm on some tip right now where it's like, okay, <laughs> let me make sure I have myself on point. Let me make sure I have myself together because... I'm tired of say, of blaming other people. I'm sick of it always being someone else's fault. I'm ready to change myself if that means um, doing better. That that's that's the link that we're missing because we can be as successful as we want to with business and education, but if we don't have a a partner, if we don't have a balance, then it's I don't want to say it's all for nothing, but it's not as good as it could be. We're not reaching the potential that. Uh, we could if we do have that balance, if we do have supportive men in our in our lives, because along with the level up of ourselves comes the level up of our partners. Um, I feel like black men and their masculinity has been attacked for so long that it's very common for us to kind of encourage women like oh you can do so much better oh you know you can do anything you want have confidence in yourself and that it's very common for us to kind of speak that way as women but it's like that's not something that the brothers are doing because as the women grow, as the women get stronger, as the women are building, what it's going to require is more security in our men as well. It's just too common to see men, especially black. I'm not going to say especially black men. I'm just going to say that that's what I'm referring to because we're not even discussing other races of men. As black men, the, the black man's confidence has just been attacked. And when I say the black men's masculinity has been attacked, it's the same as what happens with us. That for us as women, we kind of hold the bearer of the burdens of the hurt and the pain of our foremothers from generation. We're, we're about the fourth or fifth generation out from these from our foremothers where their femininity and their womanhood was taken away and attacked um so the brothers are going through the same thing they are the um last generation from the men who had their manhood you know taken away from them from our men where if they are if they were manly if they were masculine uh they were damn near killed for it so we have to remember that's why we have to be patient with each other as black men and black women because we both have so much that we are healing from now this is no shade to the fellas but women we are just mentally stronger so i think that you know a woman she can get her heart broke a hundred times and she can still love and still be positive and refreshed in a relationship whereas you know men get their heart broke they're more prone to harbor that bitterness and that resentment for years it's more prone to affect them long term in a negative way so 
um, brothers, as we as sisters are going through our healing, I suggest that you go through your healing as well because the attack on the masculinity has um, brought the confidence down. And now that sisters are building their confidence, sisters are exceeding and excelling, we're going to need for you guys to give us that same energy back. All right. Um, it really makes me sad when I see brothers uh, complain or have a defeatist attitude or or sound as though they're giving up because it's like, damn, brother, you really don't have a clue who you are. You really don't have a clue to the power that you have. Um, I know, I, I think we all know those women who are great women and they're doing great things, but they have a man in their life that's holding them back or they have a man in their life that is not um, supporting them the way they should be. And why is that? Have you noticed that? Like sometimes it's the most A1 women that they be with the most bum dudes. I know I've done that before. And you just sit back like, how does this happen? And I believe a huge uh, component of it is the confidence in men. I think for some men, it's very difficult for them to be with a woman who is successful and intelligent and beautiful, uh, who is confident, uh, who has high self-esteem. Because what that means is that for you to be with this woman, it requires you to just 100% absolutely be a good man and a good partner this woman does not necessarily depend on you for anything financially she is not emotionally dependent on you um, she is interdependent with you which means that she can uh, carry herself however she wants to cohabitate with you and I think a lot of men are not confident enough in themselves to say I can be with this woman because I'm a good man and because I'm what she needs. There are a lot of men who, like, I, I heard a group of men saying that. Um, they're like, yeah, um, I'll sleep with a chick that's real bad, but I won't wife a woman that's real bad. I'd rather wife a regular chick because she won't, she'll have less attitude and she'll be more grateful to be with me and she'll treat me better. And I'm like, so is that what y'all doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So is that how y'all really living? Do you feel like you have to get with a woman that you don't find attractive so that she won't have other options than to just be with you? Is that what y'all saying? Or or I have dudes that be like, I, I hear dudes say things like, I don't want to be with a woman that got all that money because she ain't going to listen and she ain't going. And I'm like, wait a minute. So are you saying you'd rather get with a woman with no money? That way she'll follow your lead or that way she'll let you have the leadership role. Like, you know, like, and this is so common. This is so, so common. This is not something where it's like, oh, this never happens. There are a lot of men that feel like that. Like they, you know, they don't have the confidence in themselves to keep women around just by being good men. I know myself when I was in an abusive relationship with my son's father, that's exactly how it went for me is that I realized like he was essentially abusing me and trying to almost intimidate me into staying with him. And, and that's something that I never really understood. So it's something that so many of us, so many of us have experienced. So now it's 2018. There are so many households where the women are going half on the rent with their man. 
okay? But then they're still getting cheated on. This man still got girls calling his phone. She's still arguing with women, still having, still not trusting him. And it's like, do you ever sit back and be like, sis, you do know that you do not have to be miserable. Do you see how men have banded together to let us know as women collectively we're not tolerating that cheating stuff? That's why you don't see women out here getting caught cheating, doing stupid stuff, being careless because we already know. We get caught. We already know what men's answers are going to be. We already know that the repercussions. So it's possible if whatever the opposite sex knows that you will except nine times out of ten that's what they will get back if women are cheating they and and people always say oh women are better cheaters uh yeah because they have to be because women already know if they get caught that's their ass they already know if they get caught it's going to ruin their reputation ruin their family they know that nine times out of ten that nigga is gone if it happens so yeah if women are out here cheating it's not sloppy you know like how men men just be so sloppy with it they just don't care you know what i'm saying so it's like ladies if we had that same unity where men knew these women are not putting up with that Okay, now all these men want to be talking about they want bills and stuff to be 50-50. Well, guess what? The loyalty needs to also be 50-50. It cannot be, oh, you know, she's sharing half the bills, but you still run around town. <laughs> and, and the women that are ex- accepting that, I ask you why. And what I think, it, I think that it is women who have associated sex Uh, with a man with love from a man because I myself cannot figure out why else a woman would be uh, paying half the bills or all the bills um, taking care of herself uh, you know doing what she's supposed to do and is accepting cheating from a man the only thing I could think of is she's very afraid to be alone and which means that her self-esteem is not high because if her self-esteem was high she would know okay there's going to be someone else who will appreciate me and what I have to offer so she either feels like that's the best she can do or she dignitized I mean I don't know what other reasons it would be like I said it's not like we're stuck um you know it's it's possible to always support ourselves and take care of our business uh you know so as long as you're living within your means you know being smart with your money so why arguing with these females letting men treat you any kind of way for what like literally why it's and and that's why you got to keep your legs closed that's why you can't give in to i call it like the amber rose theories where it's like oh sleep with who you want to sleep with as long as as long as you use a condom it's fine no (laughs) no 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 that condom is not going to protect your self-worth it's not going to protect your self-esteem you can lie to yourself as a woman all day and say that you can sleep with a man without catching feelings. That's not true. Um, you doing that has numbed your soul to where you think you're not catching feelings when you let this man inside your body. Oh, but sweetie, you are. More times than not when you see these women and be like, oh, she crazy. Yeah, she crazy because she don't let all these Negroes hit. Talking about she don't care. She just wants some D, but that's really eating her up and eating her alive inside. So now a man even get up to go to the bathroom and she's like, where are you going? Come back. Because you've killed yourself on the inside you've killed your spirit on the inside 
So it's like make your money, keep your legs closed and raise your standards as to what will and will not be accepted from these Negroes, period. And I'm talking casually right now because, brothers, I love y'all, but I got to put my foot down right now. I'm sick of this, sisters. And my thing is, if you are going to accept the BS, that's your business, but don't complain about it. Because I'd be so sick of hearing y'all complaining to where it's just like, okay, you can complain, but what are you doing to, to solve it? <laughs> okay, so what are you doing to change it? If men knew that women were for sure guaranteed packing their bags and leaving, if they got caught cheating, they would either not cheat or be very, very careful about them cheating. Very, very careful. But it's like, you know, guys can be so sloppy and do whatever they want because we're accepting it. This is the level up. The power is in your hands. Like I said, you bring the light wherever you are. But if you're not working on yourself as a woman, if you are not making yourself that asset, if you are not making yourself that Bentley, then technically you can't really, it's it's difficult for you as a woman, especially when we're outnumbered with women to men. You have to be an asset so that when you put your foot down and you say to this man, listen, I'm not accepting this, I'm not accepting that. This is what I expect. This is what I will give to you. This is what I want in return. You can do that because then he'll know this woman is not the kind of woman you come across every day. If you are not putting value on yourself, if you are not building yourself as a woman, then I mean, what does anyone have the incentive to want to do right by you or want to give you things? Because it's like, who are you? You haven't even invested in yourself. But like if you if you're doing what we've been doing, which is like, like I said, focusing on educating ourselves, our money, focusing on healing, focusing on our energy, um, keeping our bodies looking good, looking healthy, taking care of ourselves. Now you've become the asset. But if you're not investing in yourself and taking care of yourself, you'll never find a man who is going to go out of his way to be good to you. And if you're the kind of woman that say that you don't need a man to make you happy, or if you're the kind of woman that say that life does not revolve around having a man, then you've never had a good man. Because, honey, when you have a good man that really is respecting you and treating you right, there is nothing else like it. You can lie to yourself all day and say that you don't care and it's more to it than that. But, honey, if you saying that, you probably just been dealing with men who have not brought you peace, have not brought you balance. You may have been dealing with dudes that have brought you pain. So it's like, um, so it's like the level up has a few rules. <laughs> Like I said, the number one rule of the level up is keep your legs closed. Keep your legs closed. Okay, I, I cannot stress that enough. I used to believe that BS too. Like, well, it's just sex and not everybody wants commitment from sex. And I used to believe that too. And I used to feel that emptiness. And I felt like just having an F buddy or having casual sex was not a big deal. Once I fully understood what sex really is, what it means, what it does to us, I changed my mind. And I would say that casual sex is the main connector to women accepting bum, bum Negroes. 
and accepting f-boys is because you're dealing with these horrible men that are bringing your energy down bringing your spirit down to where you can't even operate at the highest most beautiful level that you can so the first step to level up is keep your legs closed i don't care how horny you get i don't care like oh i i just really needed to i don't care it ruins your self-worth every single time you are giving your body to a man that is not yours giving your body to a man that has done nothing to work for it nothing to accept it giving your body to a man just to give it to him then wondering why he's not acting right not doing this not doing that keep those legs closed if he's not pursuing you and i'm not going to necessarily say that if he's not necessarily chasing you but if he's not pursuing you if he's not courting you it means that you're not what he wants he may not be at that point in his life where he's ready to take a woman seriously and be faithful or be loyal so if he's not doing it leave him alone because if he's not doing it, that means he doesn't want to okay so opening your legs to men is going to be a temporary feel good to get your little rocks off and then your self-worth has gotten knocked down 10 points. You are not, you cannot play, uh, you cannot play nature. You cannot play divine order and say that I'm going to take this sexual, sexual ritual and I'm going to say that it doesn't mean what it really means. You don't have that say-so and you don't have control over that. So that is the first step. And then you always want to stay focused. You want to be an asset in the life of everyone that you're, that surrounds you. And you need the people that are that you are surrounded by to be assets to you as well. And you're not wrong for wanting that. And you're not wrong for thinking that because you're, you're reciprocating. You're not just asking for something from someone. You are showing what you are willing to give back. And that's when it's okay. You don't want to be so selfish as to just be like, me, me, me. I, 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 I want, I want, I want. We also have to be mindful of what we are giving back. So we take and we give. That is how we achieve balance. That's how we achieve peace. Okay, sisters. Um, I and like I said, that this is not something that's easy. This is not something that happens overnight. It definitely is a process of healing. Um, I think another um, another aspect of the level up that needs to be seriously considered is our natural beauty. Now, I sell makeup. I love makeup. I'm a makeup artist. Makeup is something that was invented by our ancestors. Our foremothers that came before us have been making themselves up for centuries. It's something that's not new to us. Um, here in Atlanta, I was working with a stylist here. Shout out to Strands by Araya in Midtown. And I was a hair model for her for... Um, some micro link extensions that she does so I went to the shop and she did a blowout on my hair it was the first time I had straightened my hair ever like ever since I went natural about six years ago I had never straightened my real hair so it was my first time like getting it straightened and so I'm in the shop and we're talking I'm like 
I'm like, oh goodness, like, all right, here goes nothing, you know, but I'm trying to be a good sport because like I said, I already signed up to do this for this woman. She's the sweetest woman ever. I'm just like, okay, you know, straightening it one time is not going to kill you. You could do it. So she straightened the hair and I think it was interesting for some of the other sisters in there to see how, you know, I came in with my natural hair and like when I said that I had never straightened it, it was so funny. Everyone was like, what? (laughs) Everyone's like, you've never straightened it? I'm like, no. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because I think that I'm prettier with my natural hair. I think my hair is prettier when I just let it be the way that God had it, has it growing out my damn scalp. So it was so funny to see the reactions that was it like it was so foreign to them. Like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? You could tell that everyone was just like, oh, well, I mean, if you say so. <laughs> you know, so I, I rocked the straight hair, you know, with the with some extensions in it. And it was fun for like a few hours. And then I looked in the mirror and I was just like, I don't even look like me. I don't even look like myself. And in that moment is when... I got really overwhelmed with happiness because this has been a long journey of self-love. I used to be the weave queen. I'm talking about 30 inches or better, honey, at all times, baby. I had it all. The Chinese straight, the Brazilian body wave, the Bohemian kinky curl, honey, whatever you can imagine, I had it. All right? And I always felt like I was prettier like that. Prettier, done up, and with someone else's hair on my head. When I first went natural, um, I'm not going to say that I felt like I looked ugly. Uh, What what I will say is I struggled um, gaining my confidence to as high as it was when I did what I did have the ability to like sling a weave around in my head. What I will say is that it has taken me years to get to the point where I don't miss the weave anymore. And not only that, to where I 100% feel and believe and know that I look prettier. Matter of fact, that I look prettiest with my natural naps and kinks so when I looked in the mirror at myself with that straight hair with the extensions in it and I felt less pretty I literally was like I got home and was like emotional like was crying because I was like finally like I'm healed like I'm a hundred percent healed I don't give a damn about this weave I don't give a damn about this straight hair baby give me my naps I glow I rain I shine in my naps I want them back I went today and had that shit taken the fuck out I'm like take this out I am so ready to be me. And I can honestly say that after years and years of healing, um, can't nobody tell me nothing about my natural. Can't nobody tell me that I don't look best with it. I think I look more youthful and vibrant. And like I said, glowing in my natural self. Me sticking someone else's hair in my head. Even me straightening my hair does not compare to me being as God made me. So sisters, um, we, we're not going to necessarily defend the weave. However, what I will say is, yes, it will take time 
to heal yourself to where you are able to 100% accept your natural beauty. It is not something that will happen overnight. You will not cut your cut your perm out, take your weave out and then um and then think that you're just the most gorgeous woman the next day. It will take time, even years, to build that confidence back up and detox yourself from that artificial beauty. But when it does happen, ladies, it's a beautiful thing. So now I'm at the point in my life where it's like, listen, I love me. I love myself naturally as God made me. I'm not tolerating no BS. I am going to remain in my feminine lane and embrace my femininity. I'm going to make money. I'm going to build legacies for my family. Boyfriends, side dudes, boo things, what are those? We are working on husbands. We are um, baby daddies. Never heard of that before. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. I've been in the gym. I'm not playing around. Okay, ladies, I'm not playing. <laughs> so um, I, I want to see that for all of us. I want for my sisters what I want for myself. I want us to do better, and I want us to stop accepting whatever. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the natural hair thing because there's something that went down uh, this past week that I've been itching to talk about, and we're actually going to have a whole segment on this because i got a few things to say. So stay tuned for the next segment. I'm rooting for us, sisters. I'm rooting for us. Okay, we we have so much greatness that we got to achieve. I'm rooting for all black women. Matter of fact, I'm rooting for all black women that's married to black men. And I'm rooting for all black men married to black women. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Because I swear to God, this interracial dating thing... I literally cannot with Negroes. Like, I just, I can't. Like, the fact that we still are going back and forth with shit like, oh, can you be pro-black and marry outside your race? Oh, yeah, you certainly can. You certainly can fight against the injustices uh, about your people and advocate for black wealth and economics and advocate for black homeschool education and holistic lifestyles and do all that and go home to a white man yes you can and isn't that so funny isn't that so funny how when we don't we we don't want to give up something how we will justify it because i respect sisters that will be like listen i'm with a white man because i don't like niggas and that's just what it is i'd rather i'd rather you just say that I'd rather black men could keep it real and say, I'm with a white woman because I don't like black women, period. Just say the truth. But what I hate is when black people will be like, oh, I'm pro-black. I love my people. Just because my man is white don't mean, just because my woman is white don't mean, yes, it does. Your partner is 100% a reflection of everything you stand for, period. Period. And it's so funny because I don't know if y'all know this or not, but in prison, uh, let's say that a guard has sex with one of the female inmates. Do you know what happens if if he gets caught? He gets charged with rape, okay? And it does not matter if this inmate was 30 years old or 13 years old. He gets charged with rape even if she's an adult. Do y'all know why he gets charged with rape? Because 
under those circumstances, because this woman is in prison, because this man has power and control over her and her well-being, they have decided that she is not mentally able to consent, okay? She is not 100% healthily uh, able to consent to sex with that guard because he is in a, a he is in a position of supremacy over her he is in an authoritarian position over her therefore it may waver her choices which means she's not able to give um consent without any type of duress so when i see sisters out here laying down with white men that's all i see i see the same thing the white man is the root of everything evil, evil in this world, especially the rich white man. Okay, the white man is the devil. He is the devil we speak of. He is behind all poverty. He is behind all greed, war. All, he is behind it all. It is him. It is in his blood. Okay, that is your, uh, that is the person that is running a savage society of, of supremacy over you and he can do it because he has the generational power and wealth to do so and he has negroes like you that protect him so when i see that's why when i see these sisters with white men i'm like damn so already as a woman your man is naturally your lead okay you already naturally kind of he's the head you're the neck type of thing and then it's a white guy all i see is uh women with bondage mindsets and there's different kind of black women because you got some black women who's saying, listen, I'm going to be with a black man. I don't care. Loyalty till I die. There is nothing anyone can say or do to make me turn away from that. Then you got some black women that they feel like love has no color. These are the women that watch too much Cinderella and Snow White growing up. I wish that relationships were as simple as who you love. You know, and we've talked about this before. So in my eyes, when I see a sister with a white man, you are with your slave master, okay? Because you can still be a slave without picking cotton. I want to make that very clear. You don't have to pick cotton to, to be a slave. So now you're laying down with the very descendants of the ones that raped your grandmothers, raped your grandfathers, stole everything from us. And then they might justify it by being like, well, it's black men that have done bad things too. Listen, once again, sweetie, whatever you got to tell yourself to make yourself feel like less of a bed wench, then let it be that. But please, honey, please do not insult my intelligence or the intelligence of anybody else within our race and convince us that you being with a white man means you are perfectly fine and healthy in your head. Because the fact that you can lay down with the face of white supremacy every night, honey, in my eyes, blink twice if you need help. In my eyes, you definitely are suffering from some type of mental imbalances. Um, I think it's low-key psychotic, especially when you try to convince us that it's okay. Once again, if that's what you do, baby, that's all you, okay? Who you sex don't make me come. However, when they try to justify it, that's when I consider it a severe mental illness. It's a mental illness either way. But when you try to look me in my eyes, black woman to black woman, and convince me that there is absolutely nothing wrong for you laying down with this white man, okay, now you crazy as hell. Because crazy people always try to convince you they ain't crazy. Matter of fact, if you're not careful, crazy people will convince you that you crazy and they're sane. <laughs> okay, 
A black woman cannot consent to a relationship with a white man. Okay? He is the face of everything that will oppress you and your unborn sons. Okay? He has the power in a snap of a finger to have everything go his way and to delete all that shit. Alright? So, uh... Yeah, I would love to see everybody embrace their bullshit instead of making excuses for it. If you want some BS, you want some BS and let it be that. But, uh, you know, don't drag other people into it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, please spare me. Um, so anyway, yeah, the level up is a real thing. We're leveling up in all ways. I would like to see my people as strongly as we advocate for everything else. I'd like to see us advocate for bettering ourselves, for working on the relationships between us as black men and black women, because there is a period of resentment that you have to get over. Most relationships between black men and women that fail, it's just hidden resentment that is harboring and festering in that relationship. Okay, so you have to let everything go. Whatever your mother did, your father did, whatever your ex-boyfriend did, let it go. Because once you let go of that resentment and you embrace your significant other, that is a reflection of yourself. Just like once you embrace your natural beauty, just like once you embrace that you deserve better, you feel free, sister. And I, I want everybody to experience that freedom. When you no longer harbor any resentment towards a black man. So whatever your father did or if you've been molested, raped, whatever has happened, let it go. Because sometimes when we come together as black men and black women and we're falling in love and things are going good, it scares us. Because it's so unfamiliar because we've been so programmed. You've been programmed as a black woman to look at a black man and resent him. So then when you find a black man that's, you know, a good man. And he good to you and you fall in love, you will start to resent him because it's unfamiliar. And it's the same for brothers. So many brothers from their mother to the ex to whoever as women in their lives have done nothing but break them down and beat them down, whether it be verbally or physically or spiritually. And now he get with a sister that builds him up and makes him feel happy and warm. He may resent you. And that's why we see so many relationships between us between six months and a year fall apart because we're not able to get over that unfamiliarity. We're not able to accept the fact that, okay, this is the opposite sex within my race and he is making me feel good and, and that's okay. Okay, because nothing is more scary than the unfamiliar. So all couples have to go through that detox of distrust. They have to detox the resentment. They have to get used to looking at you as a black woman. You have to get used to looking at a black man and seeing beauty in him and trusting in him. That takes time. All this is part of our level up as people. When we see our, and then people like to say, oh, well, you advocate so much for black people, but it be black people, the ones that do you the worst. Listen, it all comes back to the level up. I could say it a thousand times. It all comes back to us as black families. Because guess what? Boys that are being loved and properly nurtured and supported are not going out committing violence against their brothers. Okay, you want to, and, and I said that I was going to have a segment about this, but we don't even need a whole segment about this. If we want to stop using that BS excuse of, well, we do it to each other, start loving your kids 
And by loving your kid, I don't mean just making sure they eat and making sure they have clothes on their back. I mean listening to them, letting them express themselves, understanding them, speaking to them with kindness. We grow up our whole life with our mom talking to us sideways. Now these boys grow up and have a woman talk to them sweet and they can't handle it. We grow up with our dads either being absent or being abusive towards us. Then we grow up and a man is good to you and you can't figure it out. Okay, we have so many of our kids who are abused and they're and no one's listening to them. No one is nurturing them. And we wonder why they go out and they're killing each other or killing themselves. Okay, you want to eradicate violence amongst the youth, love your children. Okay, we love to talk about this love conquers all. Love conquers all within black people, black children. (laughs) Okay, Uh, the type of love and the type of emotions and consciousness that we have as African people, you cannot give that to people outside of our race because since they're not melanated, they don't have the same level of consciousness and empathy that we have. So it's like we're so quick to want to give that love to everybody else, but that's the love we got to give to our children. Now, that's the love that really solves problems. Okay, so when it comes to everything wrong with us as a people, by now we have enough information and means of communication to be able to realize the problems and take the steps to fix it. Everything stems from, like I said, a level up in a black family. So that's why I push it so much. That's why that's my focus. Um, I love this week's episode. I, the rest of the subjects we're going to save for next week. Uh, we're pretty much out of time. Actually, went over time. But I do want to thank everyone for listening to African and American this week. And as always, peace, love, and black power.